0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. I am your host, kind of, Cody Roadcap. If you're watching on YouTube, you see there's no George Kirk. probably for the better thing, but I do have Tyler Snyder here, Mr. Hot Take himself. How you doing, buddy?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. I'm ready for some hot takes. And, uh, you know, this is going to be the best episode ever because George isn't here, so we're good. We're ready to go.
0: Well, hopefully George is at least listening so he can defend himself next week. <laughs> but today we're going to go through a little bit of news. We're in... The NFL offseason law, so not much going on. And then we are doing our first fantasy mock draft. Uh, This week's episode will be a dueling mock draft, so Tyler and I will both be a GM of our own team. The stuff will be up on the website or on our social medias that you can tell us who had the better draft, which team you would like. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. Tyler, I know it's not even on the rundown, but I have to ask, because you weren't here last week just like I wasn't. Julio Jones is a titan. Yes, he is. We're a little skeptical at first. Now I just got to get your gut reactions. Let the listeners know how you're feeling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was skeptical, not because of who Julio Jones is. I know that he is one of the greatest receivers that uh, I'll ever have the pleasure of watching. So to get a guy of his caliber on the team, I mean, it's just super exciting. Um, Mainly, I was skeptical about the money. For one, he has a huge contract that I didn't know how they were going to be able to afford it. But they were able to restructure Ryan Tannehill's salary to make everything work. So no one had to be a cap casualty out of this. Um, And I'm also worried about the injuries. But at the same time, last year he did struggle with injuries. But other than that, usually he has some minor injuries every year, but he always battles through it and still performs at a high caliber level. So I'm hoping that he can uh, stay healthy all year this year and help lead us to the Titans' first ever Super Bowl win.
0: I know you give me a lot of slack for being like the negative Nancy every time like the Titans sign a player, or at least in the the action of, or potentially, and I like putting out all the bad things, but I am excited for the Titans to have acquired Julio Jones. I think that offense is going to be fun to watch, but per usual, I just have to say, it doesn't matter if you guys can't get off the field on third down, and you guys haven't done much to fix that, but if you score 45 points a game, who cares if the other team scores 30? You're going to outscore them. Uh, but the Titans should be a fun team to watch up there, interested to see how many Titans go in our, the first few rounds of this uh, fantasy draft we're going to get to in just a little bit. But first, we have some NFL news. And I guess we have to start that off, as always, with hashtag Rogers Watch. I'll keep it short this week. Pretty much nothing has changed. Mark Murphy did do a press conference uh, with some people at Lambeau Field. And he called him a complicated fella, which I think we've all known that Aaron Rodgers is a complicated fella. The media has blown this out of proportion, per usual, per usual. Um, James Jones went on the McAfee show and said, hey, if you the Packers call me to be a mediator, I will sit down. We'll get this figured out. Rodgers be the quarterback uh, week one. And then Aaron Rodgers had a press tour for the match that's coming up on July 6th and he had to throw a little shade by wearing an I'm Offended shirt uh, during his interview. Uh, So, no real news, just a lot of back and forth, nothing breaking. This is going to go all summer long, but we'll keep it up because I love talking about Aaron Rodgers. So, that's your hashtag, Aaron, or hashtag Watch. Um, Some other news, uh, the NFL's COVID protocols for training camp came out today uh fans are allowed to be there if you're close to your favorite NFL city and go watch your team practice. Um there will be some distancing uh but there's a lot of benefits for people that are vaccinated, players that are vaccinated, they get a lot more breaks, they can eat with their teammates uh where teammates that aren't vaccinated, they have to eat alone or grab and go or social distance. Um so just some encouragement there by the NFLPA and the NFL to get their players vaccinated. But you can check out the whole feed our whole thread of that on twitter uh, we retweeted retweeted tom paracello's uh full thread all the details if you're interested but the big news and it's already out by the time you're listening to the show uh but the madden cover for madden 22 i guess it'll be called uh the trailer dropped i know there's some rumors it might be mahomes or brady maybe nick chubb Uh, Who are you hoping to see on the Madden cover? And will you be buying the game after many years of it being the same game with just updated rosters?
1: Um, You know, every year I say that I'm not going to buy the next one because it's just updated rosters. And then every year I end up buying it anyway. Absolutely, I'm going to buy it, especially now that the Titans have A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and Julio Jones all on the same offense. I mean, how do I not want to get that game and play with that offense? Um, But, you know, the NFL did release a little teaser of two goats walking out um, for the Madden cover. So we're thinking that the Madden cover is going to be not one, but two of the greatest of all time players. It could be current players that are the greatest in the league right now. It could be some of the all time greats. I'm leaning more towards current players. I could see a Mahomes and Brady. Um, I could see an Aaron Rodgers and a Brady. Um, I mean, honestly, you could even go with non quarterbacks and go with a nick chubb and kareem hunt together i mean that power backfield after last year personally i think it should be aj brown and julio jones two of the greatest receivers in the game right now on the same team maybe that's why madden took so long to release the cover this year they were waiting to see where julio went but uh i don't know either way i think it's going to be exciting i'm just hoping it's no uh, colts texans or jags
0: uh, i can believe that uh the only thing i can say is the peyton hillis like easter egg or a little comment at the end made me think maybe chubb and possibly kareem hunt uh but there was some videos of mahomes and brady recording something at a high school stadium we imagine it was madden promo um and i did hear that rogers was a candidate for the madden cover this year but uh they were hesitant to pull the trigger after and they didn't want to repeat of madden 09 when they put brett Favre on the cover And then that offseason, he got traded to the Jets. So it's probably best that the Packers quarterbacks stay off the cover. And uh, hopefully this whole conversation isn't pointless and we're completely wrong by the time you're listening to it since it drops at, uh, I think, 9 or 10 Eastern uh, Thursday morning. I'm recording this Wednesday night. But a few other quick hits. Um, Some mandatory minicamps are going on. Cornerbacks Xavier Howard of the Miami Dolphins and cornerback Stephon Gilmore of the New England Patriots, both holdouts. As they look for new deals, Sheldon Richardson, defensive lineman, uh, formerly with the Cleveland Browns, returns to the Minnesota Vikings on a one-year deal. Uh, Matt Nagy continues to be Matt Nagy and reiterates that Dalton is quarterback one. Justin Fields is quarterback two. I can see Tyler rolling his eyes all the way here, two hours south of where he lives, but I can feel it on the uh, through the video screen here. Uh, but he was on the chief staff when they did that with Patrick Mahomes, had him sit a year. So maybe he's trying to do the same thing, uh, trying to save his job. Uh, but we'll see how long that actually pans out. Uh, a little bit of fantasy news: the Steelers' offensive coordinator came out today, or I think it was Tuesday actually, and said that they're planning on leaning on Big Ben, doing what Big Ben wants to do. Big Ben looks great, feels great. They're going to rely on him. They have the trio of offensive wide receivers. I could see him passing thirty some thirty to forty t- times a game if that's true. So. Uh, Keep an eye on that. The Najee Harris might not be as a big breakout as we expect, if that's the case, because Big Ben doesn't like to run the ball, um, and the wide receivers could have a bigger impact. So something to keep your eye on there. And just our fun story of the week: Retired running back C.J. Anderson uh, became a head coach of the football high school power power school of Monte Vista High School in Northern California. Former, I don't know if he won a championship, but I know he played in the Super Bowl. Can't remember off the top of my head, but a former backup running back that always came on strong at the end of the season finds himself head coaching. That's enough news. I think everyone wants to get to our mock draft. So, uh, Tyler, why don't you break it down for us? Tell us a little bit about how the why it's important to mock draft and then how our mock draft is going to work. Well,
1: look, it's important to mock draft just because you never know how a draft is really going to go. You can expect to take, you know, Wide receiver three, there's a guy you really like, and you're like, Yeah, I'm going to take him in the fourth round. That's where he should be going. And then you do some mock drafts and realize, Oh, he's going late third or maybe even mid third. So you realize, you know, if I really want this guy and I think he's going to make or break my season, I got to take him in the third round rather than the fourth. Uh, There's always some late round gems that uh, if you wait until draft day, you'll be like, Oh, I forgot that guy was out there. Oh, I forgot that guy was going this late. That, you know, if you're mock drafting, you'll see them. But all in all, it's about preparedness. It's about getting ready for your fantasy draft so you're not going in blind, having a bit of an idea of how it's going to go and uh, having an idea of what the best way to you know, go about your draft is, the best shape your team. Um, as far as us, we are going to be mock drafting. We are using sleeper. For this, uh, they are not a sponsor. They can be. Just reach out to us. You can definitely be a sponsor of us, but we will be using Sleeper today to do the mock draft. Uh, There will be 12 teams. We're obviously only controlling two of them. Uh, 15 rounds, and we will have three minutes on the clock. Now, we did randomly generate our draft spot today. Cody ended up with pick four in the draft. I ended up with pick nine. So, yeah, I mean... You can build your roster however you'd like. We will definitely go over some tutorials later in the season about the best way to try to build your roster. As far as starting, though, we have a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a flex kicker, defense, and six bench spots. So, Cody, why don't we go ahead and jump on into this mock draft?
0: Absolutely. And if you're listening on the podcast version, well, thank you for listening – Uh, But head over to YouTube if you want to watch the full draft board. As long as I can figure out the technical aspect of it, it will be at the bottom of the screen. George normally does all this, and uh, he's not here, so it's all on our shoulders. Um, But I will get this kicked off if I can find my mouse to hit the start button. All right, so the draft is on the clock, and the first three picks are in. Christian McCaffrey went one, Alvin Kamara went two, and Dalvin Cook went three. Uh, I'm here at pick four. I think this pick is pretty self-explanatory at this point, even by my personal player rankings. Um, I did have Saquon Barkley back when we did running backs at four and Derrick Henry at five. I do think Derrick Henry gets an – put i I'll give Derrick Henry an increase a little bit with the Julio Jones just because they can't stack the box as much. Um, and Saquon Barkley does have the injury history that scares me. So I'm going to go ahead and take Tyler's boy. He's probably a little upset that he didn't fall all the way to nine, but that would have been a miracle. And I'll take Derrick Henry here at pick four. Devontae Adams goes picks five. Saquon Barley, team six. Tyreek Hill at seven. Nick Chubb at eight. And Tyler is now on the clock at pick nine.
1: Yeah, and this is a difficult pick right here because uh, your top guys of Chubb, Barkley, Henry, Cook, those are the easy running backs to take. Once you get into this area, it gets a little bit sketchy. Uh, projected to go this pick is Jonathan Taylor. I personally like Jonathan Taylor. Don't think he's worth the ninth overall pick. Um, you could go with Ezekiel Elliott, although he's had his ups and downs in the past. If you want to go more wide receiver, there is the DeAndre Hopkins role here. Um And there's always that guy I've been saying all offseason long, take Travis Kelsey. But um, I'm actually going to go with someone completely different. Cody stole my boy, so I'm going to steal his. I think it's a great pick here at nine. I think it's a running back one you can lean on whether Aaron Rodgers is there or not. And that is Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is going pick nine if it goes in. (laughs) There we go. Ezekiel Elliott goes pick 10, Jonathan Taylor pick 11, and Team 12 takes Stephon Diggs, wrapping right around. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins also went to Team 12. Mixon went uh, pick 14, then Travis Kelsey. So he did go into the second round. Now they're just teasing me because the next best guy right here is A.J. Brown. And that is that is an absolute tease. Uh, there's also DK Metcalf if you want to go wide receiver. I don't recommend the other wide receivers other than those two. I like going double running back in the first two rounds. I think it's the safest way to go about your team. Austin Eckler is a great running back, but do I think he's a number two? No, no, I got to do it. I got to go with my boy. I'm going A.J. Brown round two.
0: I mean, that makes a ton of sense. He was, you know, the consensus number four for us a couple weeks ago. We did our wide receiver rankings. Granted, we all said he might move down a little bit with the addition of Julio Jones. Uh, but to get him in the second round, I know you were hoping Kelsey fell back to you. Uh, but I'm Absolutely. on the clock after. Oh, yeah. I think you already just announced everybody that went. I'm on the clock here. And I was really hoping for Cam Akers or Eckler to fall for me. Um, so now I'm looking at my favorite wide receiver in last year's draft justin jefferson or running back antonio gibson uh but if i'm looking further down the board i do like the wide receivers more that are a little bit later that i could potentially get back in the third round so as much as i love justin jefferson here um i'm going to do the tyler strategy of the double running backs and hope a wide receiver or possibly george Kittle falls to me uh in the third round George Kittle will not right, so he, he goes right next.
1: <laughs> he went with Antonio followed, Gibson. He never did announce it, uh, followed by George Kittle, Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards, helaire J.K. Dobbins, Keenan Allen, and Allen Robinson. And Cody, you are back on the clock.
0: All righty. So as I'm back here on the clock, um, my little bit of a gamble did pay off. Uh, there's two wide receivers I'm looking at right now. Uh, on the big board, uh, Michael Thomas is, according to Sleeper, the best player available. And then I also do have a huge soft spot for Terry McLaurin. I do like his potential, especially if Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback. Um, I'm traditionally a late-round quarterback a guy. Uh, we'll break that down later, like Tyler mentioned, when we do some you know, tips and tricks on drafting. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes in the third round, if you want to take a quarterback, that is a good value here. Since I already have a Washington football team player and Antonio Gibson I took in the second round, I'm going to swing towards Michael Thomas um, because I don't know if their offense is that worthy enough of taking two players on the same team um, this high. So in the third round, fourth pick in the third round, I will take Michael Thomas. How the mighty has fallen, he used to be wide receiver one, wide receiver two, um, and he should be a pretty consistent guy, a really nice stable of a wide receiver to get here in the third round.
1: So following the Michael Thomas pick went Patrick Mahomes, first quarterback off the board. No surprise there. DeAndre Swift, who I was hoping would fall to me, Miles Sanders, and then your boy, Terry McLaurin. I'm back on the clock. Now, there are some good wide receivers available here. Julio Jones, obviously, but I do not want two receivers from the same team. It's not the best move. Um, Everybody knows my love for Chris Godwin this year. Mike Evans is also on the board. Um, But... I think after taking a wide receiver in round two, it's in my best interest to go running back. I could go Darren Waller here, but I would rather try to see if I can get him on the swing pick in the fourth round if I was going for him. Now, this is where it gets interesting because top guys I'm looking at are Najee Harris for Pittsburgh, the rookie, or Chris Carson for Seattle. Um, I could go with somebody else like a Uh, Miles Gaskin, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, but I'm I'm leaning towards these top two. Now, Najee Harris is a much more risky pick because you don't know what you're going to get out of him. However, you do know Pittsburgh is going to feature him. Chris Carson is the guy that's consistently good every year, but he's never great. Um, But, you know, if I'm going third round, I need a a running back that I can lean on, that I can depend on, and I think that is going to be Chris Carson as always. So I'm taking Chris Carson in the third round.
0: I do like that pick. Uh, I was looking at your running back rankings as you broke them down, and you have them 16 and 18. You do have Najee Harris, just a slight bump. Um, but with a guy like Aaron Jones, who is a little bit of boomer bust, I do like that you went a little bit safer, more consistency, um, and willing to miss out on the boom potential Najee has, but we did just talk about how it could be a pass-happy offense if they rely a lot on what Big Ben wants. Uh, Mike Evans did follow you, and then Najee Harris went with the 11th pick in the third round, and David Montgomery wrapped up the third round. Uh, fourth round kicked it off with Julio Jones, followed by Chris Godwin, then Josh Jacobs. So you're here, back up, fourth pick, fourth round. You did mention you are hoping to get Darren Wall- Waller on the turn uh, is that your guy? Or are you going to go in a different direction?
1: You know, you got to kind of inspect the board when you get here. You can't just assume you're getting a certain guy in round four because, you know, if a guy like a Najee Harris or a Chris Godwin felt round four, I'd have to definitely think about it. Um, you know, there's interesting guys here like uh, Kenny Galladay and a Miles Gaskin, especially with my possible question marks at running back Gaskin would not be a terrible pick here. Uh, but, you know. Tight end is so hard to come by, and it's so hard to find a solid tight end every year. That's a guy that you can slot into your tight end spot never have to worry about a replacement except for bye weeks, and you're going to get good points from. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and take the guy I was projected to get, and that is Darren Waller. Here in round four, followed by Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Josh Allen, second quarterback off the board, Robert Woods, and then Cody, you are back on the board in round four.
0: I am, and I am looking for a wide receiver at this point since I started off with running back, running back, balance out my team here. um, Kenny Galladay, I'm a little bit higher on than both Tyler and George, if you listen to our episode on our way too early rankings. Um, But for me, one name that's sticking out, um, I was actually a little bit lower on him, but the more I think about it, I I, want to... Piece of him again i had him in a lot of leagues last year that was deontay johnson i might hold on hope that he comes back around to me i don't think he will here and i'm gonna go with kenny galladay i'm gonna go with the upside the volume i know there's a lot of question marks with daniel jones kenny galladay is coming off of an injury um, but he was a very good wide receiver uh, when he was healthy and they paid him a lot of money so i think it'll be a feature point in of this offense uh, and like I've said before, I do think Daniel Jones has a little bit of the same trajectory trajectory as Josh Allen, maybe not catapulting him into the MVP race, uh, but year three shines bright on him. So I'll get his number one option in Kenny Galladay here.
1: And then, so Kareem he hunt did take Kenny around. Galladay. Yep. Go ahead. Kareem hunt, TJ Hawkinson, Miles Gaskin, uh, Oh, sorry. Mark Andrews, Deontay Johnson did go. You did not get him on the turnaround. Uh, Miles Gaskin then went. C.D. Lamb, and you are back on the clock. Uh, the guys you were looking at are now gone, so you got to have to shift your focus a little bit. Uh, who are you looking at now?
0: Uh, so I'm still going to tend to go. I'm still not a huge fan of the wide receivers here. If you look at the big board, uh, at least for... Sleeper's current rankings, uh, Melvin Gordon is the next one. Then Chase Edmonds, uh, Travis Etienne, they're the top three available. Uh, I still think that's a little too rich for all of them, especially for a guy that doesn't think Melvin Gordon will be the starter of the full season. Um, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson are both interesting picks here. But again, I don't know if the difference between Kyler Murray and a guy like Dak Prescott, who will be taken in three or four rounds, Uh, is that big of a difference. So I'm going to pass on quarterback again here and take a guy I have really closely ranked to Kenny Galladay and DJ Moore. Hopefully um, he can catch on quickly here with Sam Darnold. Uh, Cooper Cup was also in consideration, but I do like DJ Moore's potential. I like his big playability. He'll be a solid flex option. He might not be a guy that scores 10 points every week, uh, but he does have the potential to score uh, in the twenties on any given week. So I do like that value in the, here in the fifth round. Melvin wow. Gordon did go next <laughs> and Cooper cup. Oh, Dak Prescott. So I was wrong predicting when Dak Prescott would go. I thought it would be a three more rounds. He went before Kyler Murray even. Uh, so we have now four quarterbacks off the board and that puts Tyler back on the clock.
1: Well, I see that the top available player right here based off of ADP and rankings is Lamar Jackson. If anybody out there has listened to anything I've ever said, it's that I do not like Lamar Jackson. So you can you can bet any money you want that I will not be taking him here. But it's not even just because I don't like Lamar. Uh, Cody and I have the same similar strategy on drafting, and that is wait to get quarterbacks. Because quarterbacks, I mean, yes, you can get a Mahomes and he could put up big consistent points for you, but those running backs and receivers that you can get in like round three and four are just too valuable. So I would shy away from taking a quarterback early. You can get one late. That'll put up good points for you. And you can almost always find one on free agency or a simple trade that'll fill in nicely for you. As far as what I'm actually going to do since I'm stalling um, is, you know, it's up in the air. There's, I don't really like the Chase Edmonds pick. I'm not thrilled with it. Um, I do have two running backs already, only one wide receiver, so I could go wide receiver. However, it is easier to get wide receivers late. Um, It's not very easy to get running backs late, so I lean more towards going for a third running back before a second receiver. Um, But honestly, it could go either way because Tyler Lockett and Brandon Ayoka being the top Wide receiver here doesn't thrill me, so I'm gonna actually go with a questionable pick, and that is Travis Etienne of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the rookie running back. He has a connection with Trevor Lawrence. He is a pass catching back. He's being slotted only at wide receiver in camp right now. So I'm gonna take the chance on Etienne, hoping he is a breakout player. James Robinson does make me nervous. James Robinson's also on the board, so I could honestly take him if I wanted to. Um, But after I took ETN, it went Chase Edmonds, Lamar Jackson, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, Raheem Mostert, and then Cody's boy Aaron Rodgers is off the board, and I am back on the clock. Uh, You know, James Robinson is on the board. I could shore up that Jacksonville backfield, but do I really want to shore up Jacksonville? Uh, David Johnson's on the board, but I don't trust Houston at all. Uh, Ronald Jones is there, but who knows if he's going to be the starter um, or if it's going to be Leonard Fournette. You just don't know. So I think I'm going to shy away from running backs here. I'm going to finally take my second receiver. I really, really do like the Chase Claypool pick and the DJ Chark pick. I think that either one of them would be a great receiver, but I'm actually going to go a little different. Uh, A guy that I wasn't super high on in my wide receiver rankings and that is t higgins um i just really like joe burrow i think the dude can sling it and i think that all of those receivers are going to have uh, a big role in that offense and i think t higgins might have the biggest role of all three of them so i'm going to go with t higgins here as my wide receiver two
0: all righty after you picked odell beckham jr went next followed by David Johnson, Damian Harris, and Ronald Jones. So a little bit of a run here on running back. Uh, James Robinson is still sitting there. It is tempting. Um, It's just we don't know with the new coaching scheme how much he'll be used. Uh, After last season, you thought this guy would be a top two-rounder pick, and then they went out and drafted a running back in the first round, added Carlos Hyde here. Um, so I'm going to take a guy, I'm still going to go running back, but I am going to pass on James Robinson and I'm going to take a guy that I know George is a big fan of on. If I pull up the rankings really quick, he had him as running back 22. I had him as running back 24. Uh, so that's still an RB two here. And that would be my third running back. So I like the value. Uh, he could be a steady, solid guy to fill in for bye weeks potentially no doubts, starting him because there's not much competition for him. And that is running back Mike Davis of the Atlanta Falcons. And that gets me to three running backs, three wide receivers. So I'm liking how my draft is going. I like to keep my team balanced um, as much as possible. And then Chase Claypool goes after Mike Davis, DJ Chark, and the sixth round ends with quarterback Russell Wilson. Uh, Then wide receiver Cortland Sutton kicks off the seventh round, followed by quarterback Justin Herbert and quarterback Jalen Hurts. Um, so Tyler here just looking at the board real quick it looks like we are two of the three teams that have yet to take a, qu- a quarterback and if you're out there drafting taking apart in the late quarterback strategy that's something to keep in mind too as you understand that hey quarterbacks might go a little bit later now because 80 of the league already has them so you can keep taking stabs at your skill positions um there's a few people here that I do like um Dallas Goddard, still a little early for me to go tight end after the big three, maybe four. I would go for TJ Hawkinson. Um and with Zach Ertz still there. Dallas Goddard still a little too rich for my blood at quarterback. Um, so now it's we're we're throwing shots in the dark here. You know, I'm looking at the big board. We got Juju Smith Schuster. We have Will Fuller. Will Fuller, you would think, would be a top wide receiver, but you don't know how well two is gonna do. Um, Tyler Boyd, as Tyler mentioned, Joe Burrow likes to sling it, but now there's three options here. I already have DJ Moore, so I'm I'm going to avoid Robbie Anderson here. And you know, I was actually going to go with a wide receiver, but I think I'm going to pivot. I think I'm going to. It might be nope. I'm going to do it here. This this how the drafting goes. You go back and forth. You try to figure out the best value. And I'm going to go back to the wide receiver pool here as I only have 10 seconds left to make my pick. And I'm going to go with wide receiver. Oh, crap. I hit the wrong button, but I'm going to go with wide receiver Debo Samuel. Uh, I like his value. I do like the San Francisco offense. Um, He was one of my favorite players coming out two years ago. Uh, So grabbing him here in the seventh round, I feel like is a solid value.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Cody. I think that was a great pick. Um, I was actually hoping he would fall to my pick. That's who I would have taken. Um, so after you took Debo Samuel, it went James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, Noah Fant and Dallas Goddard. I am now back on the clock. Top guy available right now, according to rankings and ADP would be Juju Smith Schuster. Of course, him and his TikToks always make me nervous. Um, other wide receivers are suspended. Will Fuller. Uh, Tyler Boyd, if I wanted to have two Cincy wide receivers, not loving those options. As far as running backs, you got Zach Moss on a team that just doesn't run the ball. Kenyon Drake, who is the number two behind Josh Jacobs. James Conner in Arizona splitting with Chase Edmonds. I mean, it's just splits all around. Um, Yeah, this is this is tough here. I could always go tight end again, take a second one, because most leagues let you flex a tight end. I'm not sure if how this mock draft is going, if it would let you, in which case I would go Kyle Pitts here, have a little fun. Um, But you know what? I'm actually just going to take the best person on the board. I think that's the smartest thing to do when you are unsure of all the players. And best player on the board right now is Juju Smith-Schuster, hoping that he can kind of recreate himself back to his old form and be the player that we remember him from his rookie season, um, especially having Chase Claypool opposite of him to spill some of the coverage away so he is not double, triple cover every play. So I'm going Juju Smith-Schuster.
0: Wow. You must have been really stumped because I know you're not a huge fan of him, but he does have the potential to score touchdowns. He does have the targets... Uh, he was a top wide receiver just two years ago, so the potential is there. Tyler Boyd went after him, followed by Robbie Anderson and Will Will Fuller uh, to cap off the seventh round. Round eight started with running backs Kenyon Drake, running back Javante Williams, and running back Zach Moss. So another mini run here on running backs, and Tyler is back on the clock, and Kyle Pitts is still staring at you. If you want to be bold and go two tight ends this early in the first eight rounds, it uh, would be a bold strategy, but hey, this is like we said, this is what mock drafting is for. It allows you to play with different options. Don't always pick the same players when you're mock drafting, that defeats the purpose. Try different things so you have a better understanding of where players will be when it's your time to pick.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? I can tell you right now that my. Actual league drafts will probably look nowhere even close to this mock draft. That's just the way that it goes. Um, But at least I have an idea of the players that are going to go at certain times. Each mock draft I do, I'll probably like my team a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, You know, Jamar Chase is definitely interesting. He is the top wide receiver in the draft, um, top rookie in the draft and but he's a Cincy wide receiver. I don't like having two players from the same team. Like Cody said, Kyle Pitts is definitely a um, a bold strategy. James Conner is there if I think he could take over the job in Arizona. I could take the risk on A.J. Dillon and sure up my backfield, making sure I have both Green Bay running backs in case anything breaks out. Um, ah, man, and you know what? I am the hot takes guy, so Answer. I'm going to go with the bold pick. I am going with Kyle Pitts here, two tight ends of the first eight rounds. I now have that trade bait, and I got the depth. I can flex a tight end every week. Um, I'm going bold here, Cody.
0: Very interesting, but coming from you, nothing surprises me anymore. James Conner did go next, followed by Brandon Cooks, A.J. Dillon, who was in consideration for Tyler, Uh, Went after that, and then tight end Logan Thomas. Um, So I'm sitting here. My team is a little wide receiver heavy. I feel like that happens to me a lot. Um, Jamar Chase is looking like a great pick. I'm going to have to try to talk myself out of it here, but I don't think I can. Uh, I missed out on Justin Jefferson. Well, I didn't miss out on him. I went with a running back instead. Uh, I'm not going to do that again here. I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. There is some other options. Um, I'm going to hope that Tony Pollard falls back to me uh, to get the best handcuff or one of the top handcuffs to shore up my running back system. So I'm going to take the risk here with the rookie who would probably go a little bit higher and hope that Tony Pollard comes back around to me. Let's see if I get lucky. The next pick is Curtis Samuel, followed by Robert Tunyon, then Jarvis Landry ends at round eight round nine starts off with Jerry Judy and Tony Pollard did not make it back to me uh Corey Davis and I am now back on the clock and again the this is a really tough spot for running backs this is why my teams always end up wide receiver heavy I love taking stabs in the dark especially most of our leagues are half point PPR some are full point PPR uh so I just love taking as many wide receivers as I can unfortunately you've heard it many times now I had seven last year. That's why I traded Stephon Diggs for Cam Newton after week one when Diggs didn't look the best, and Cam Newton looked amazing, and then I lost the championship thanks to that. Um, So I'm trying to avoid it here, but there's still no running backs left. Round nine, like I said, it's me, Tyler, and Team 12 that hasn't taken quarterbacks. I'm willing to wait. There's still some options I like on this team. So this might be a little bit of a stretch. And his ADP is way lower. Um, but this is a guy I want on my team. I I know I mentioned having multiple people on the same team might not be a bad idea or might be a, a rough idea. But anytime there's potential for a San Francisco running back to break out. We saw it with Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson always has a big game. Um, I do like taking stabs at rookies. We're at round nine. Uh, you have your pretty much your starting lineup set. So I'm going to go a little bold, a little bit of a stretch, and I'm going to pluck Trey Sermon here in the ninth round. Um, Like I said, might be a little early, but it's a guy I'm really high on. uh, So I'd rather have my guy than not. So that's why I went Trey Sermon. Mike Gusecki went next. LaVisca Chenault followed him, followed by Naeem Hines. Joe Burrow went right before Snyder. Maybe that he was trying to grab him to a team that already had Kyler Murray. Uh, So, Tyler, you're up. Hopefully Joe Burrow wasn't your pick.
1: It was definitely my pick. Um, I was going to say that the quarterbacks after Brady and Burrow, I think are a bit of a drop off. And I always love having a quarterback that has a connection with one of my receivers. So Joe Burrow would have been my pick out of him and Brady. And of course, he goes the pick before me. Um, I don't like Matt Stafford. You guys know that I don't like I mean, Matt Ryan has all the weapons he can possibly have a big year. Um, I don't like him as my quarterback one. Ryan Tannehill is there, which is exciting. However, we all know that, you know, Titans get close to the red zone. Derrick Henry is usually the guy. I don't want to miss out on another quarterback. Um, So at this point, I think it's in my best interest to go with the greatest quarterback of all time. And that is sad. Sad to say Tom Brady is my pick. So Not Tom a bad Brady,
0: pick there. I debated going Tom Tom Brady. Go for it. Yeah, I mean no, I was just saying I debated. Oh, our lag is getting a little bad, so we're cutting people <laughs> off like left and right here. Uh, but that's all good. I was just gonna say I just take Tom Brady, Devin Singletary went next, uh, Latavius Murray, followed by Irv Smith Jr., Matt Stafford, Devontae Parker, and Tyler Higby. As Tyler is now back on the clock, has pretty much every position except kicker and defense, which he might shock us here. Uh, so, again, he's just taking bench <laughs> spots, stabs in the dark. Uh, so, Tyler, what do you got?
1: Um, Look, I have Hollywood Brown on, quite a, on multiple dynasty leagues. So I have him for his entire career, and I don't mind having him there. However, I don't think it's his time to shine just yet. Um, but he is really not a bad pick here. Um, other guys available, you got. You know, Michael Gallup, the wide receiver, you could take a chance on Gus Edwards, hoping he's the running back for Baltimore, but I don't recommend taking any Baltimore running back. They never know who they want to start. Um, You know, you got Philip Lindsay, um, Daryl Henderson, really no running backs that blow my mind here. So at this point, I like to take a stab in the dark at a receiver that could break out and have a big season if he can have a great connection. And to me, that would be wide receiver Devontae Smith, the rookie receiver for the Eagles. Um, I think his value in round 10 is huge. I think he has a potential for a breakout season, especially with his connection with Jalen Hurts. Um, So I don't see any better option right now than going Devontae Smith. I think it's a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, that was a smart pick on your end there. Gus Edwards did go next. Jamal Williams, and then Ryan Tannehill and Matt Ryan went back-to-back. So teams are taking quarterback two. I still have yet to take a quarterback here. Uh, but Like Tyler mentioned, after Tom Brady, uh, and Tom Brady is probably going to go much higher than round nine in most drafts. He probably deserves to. Um, Probably should have took him over Trey Sermon, to say the least. Uh, But at this point, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Big Ben, those are all guys that you're probably streaming – And again, we'll get into more of what streaming means, but essentially, it's you know playing quarterback based on matchup. So I think I'm I'm going to skip on I might skip on a wide receiver here as I look over the available players. I I want to keep taking rookies, but I feel like that's a bad idea. Um. So I'm going to take a wide receiver because apparently I love doing that, and I did take a running back last round, so that's. Allowed, I'm allowed to take a wide receiver again, uh, and again we're in the 10th round. These are stabs in the dark, and but this guy has potential to be, you know, a solid wide receiver. He could be the number one option on his team, and that is Michael Pittman Jr. of uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Now it is a new system. Carson Wentz is coming over. They still do have T. Y. Hilton, but he's not the same player he once was. If T. Y. or Michael Pittman breaks out for a year-two uh, leap he could be a solid pick and great value here in the 10th round.
1: So after Cody took Pittman, it went Michael Gallup, Hollywood Brown, Daryl Henderson, Mike Williams, Tariq Cohen, and Phillip Lindsey. Cody is back on the clock. Uh, He has five picks remaining, still does not have a single quarterback or tight end on his roster. Um, Very interesting and bold strategy. Um, So Cody, are you going to take one of those positions here? or? Are you just playing the waiting game still?
0: Uh, I'm not going to take a tight end because at this point, they're pretty much all weekly start. Like, just, again, they're streaming options. I know it can get you in trouble. Some people like to have a solid guy. I tend to, you know, be a little bit more on the bold side and play the matchups. Sometimes it works for me. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, quarterback is interesting. I do think Baker Mayfield has a decent year. Um, I've, like I mentioned, I think Daniel Jones takes a big step. I did just take Michael Pittman. I could go with Carson Wentz's back. You know, or he comes back this year, um, coming up strong. I know the Browns are traditionally a run-first team. Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt are going to get their running touchdowns. But I know the second half of the season, Baker Mayfield really took a leap forward in his passing game. He came on strong. I believe over the – my numbers might not be completely correct on this because I don't have here in front of me. But I believe over like the last eight games of the season, he was a top 12 quarterback, which would be a quarterback one. Uh, So hopefully that continues and I get a solid quarterback here in Baker Mayfield in the 11th round and be the final team to take a quarterback.
1: All right. So after Cody took Baker Mayfield, it went Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, and then back to back New England tight ends, Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith in that order. Um, I did hear that there was an injury to Hunter Henry. I don't think it was major, though. So uh, Johnu Smith might be the better option out of those two. But, um, you know, it's really just a preference game at this point, which guy you think is going to be more involved or if you think either one of them is even going to be involved. So, I am back on the clock. I have three running backs. I have four wide receivers, one quarterback, two tight ends. So, I'm pretty well balanced. I have pretty much all the positions I need. I can go defense here if I wanted to. I typically wait until the end for defense. Um, I can go, I'm not going kicker. That's my last pick. Um, I can honestly go with any position pretty much except tight end at this point. I don't need a third tight end. Um, So with that being said, I'm going to go with a fourth running back. And like Cody said, I like to take a stab in the dark at the rookies that have a chance to break out, be the starter for their team. And I'm seeing a huge increase in offense for the New York jets this year. I think that they are going to be much better than they were last year with Zach Wilson and Corey Davis. And, um, Honestly, Elijah Moore, all these pieces that they brought in, plus the new coaching staff, I really think that the Jets are going to be able to take that step forward. And one guy that could take the step forward with them is rookie running back Michael Carter of the Jets. I'm going to take him. I'm going to hope that he has a breakout season. Otherwise, he is at least a depth piece uh, to fill in for bye weeks or injuries. So I'm going to go Michael Carter here.
0: Solid pick. Following Michael Carter was Jalen Waddle. Then Evan Ingram and Austin Hooper to round out round 11 round 12 starts with uh, Alexander Mattinson, Darnell Mooney, which I have a tend to think that Tyler is hoping he came back around. I know he loves Darnell Mooney and then Marvin Jones right before Tyler is up here with the fourth pick in the 12th round.
1: I do love me some Darnell Mooney. He is one of my favorite players. Um, Yeah, he's a late round snag, but I think that he has big boom potential, a lot less potential if they really do keep saying that Andy Dalton is going to be the starter. I don't believe it. I think Dalton will be the starter for the first three weeks. And then uh, Jeff or yeah, Justin Fields will take over and be the starter, but we will see Um, as of right now. You know, again, I can go pretty much anywhere at this point. I'm going depth. I'm going players that can fill in during injuries that I feel safe with, or with guys that, you know, I want to take a flyer on, that I want to just completely throw a dart at and hope that they break out. There are definitely some interesting names here at this point in the draft for some dart throws. Uh, Tevin Coleman for the Jets could be the starter over Michael Carter. He's worth looking at. Jalen Rager could have a bounce back season. Uh, Zach Ertz is an interesting tight end name this late in the draft. I mean, we're just expecting he's completely dead after one bad year. I don't believe it. Um, One of the biggest uh, names at this point in the draft, in my opinion, is uh, Marlon Mack, the running back for the Colts. I think that he is definitely an interesting pick. He has the potential to split first rep carries. um, And you know, I think he's worth a look at this point in the draft, but I'm going to go wide receiver, and I'm going to go with a guy that I loved last year. He let me down, but I'm going to take the flyer on him again this year, and that is the speedy Henry Ruggs for the Raiders. I am hoping he finally has that season that I've been waiting for ever since I drafted him in Dynasty.
0: Or in Madden, because you only draft people that have 95 or higher speed, and Henry Ruggs definitely has that. Uh, no, jameson crowder went next jk jk Just mckissick cut that out, sorry blake jarwin that's fine maybe i'll keep it in tyler saying to his dad though you know the t- the fans will love it uh nelson aguilar puts me back on the clock here i still don't have a tight end um zach ertz is tempting like you said we don't we're kind of assuming he's gone you know, maybe it's because people think he'll be traded. Like, if I took Zach Hurts here and he ends up in Buffalo, it'd be a steal. This is why you shouldn't draft – redraft this early. You should try to do it as close to the start of the action season as you can. Uh, looking at the tight ends, though, I do like Cole Komet. Um, Andy Dalton was able to be pretty productive um, with the tight end that just slipped my mind. Uh, that always got hurt in Cincinnati. Uh, what was – Eifert. Thank you, Eifert. I knew it was, I kept thinking Tyler Croft, but it was definitely Eifert. So he was productive with them. Jarrett Cook, I do like him as a solid option out there with Justin Herbert. Um, But I think I'm going to take the stab in the dark with Zach Ertz. Hope he either gets traded or he's just a touchdown machine. And again, this is round 12. If he flops isn't very good, I can pick him up and probably get one of those tight ends I mentioned on the waiver. So I'm going to take a stab here with Zach Ertz in the 12th round. To round out my team, Cole Komet did go next, followed by Rashad Penny, T.Y. Hilton, James White kicks off the 13th round, Jalen Reger, solid pick for team two, uh, potential number one option here all the way in round 13, Tevin Coleman uh, followed that pick, and I am now back on the clock with anybody I want to take here. So now we're in rounds 13, 14, and 15, I still need a kicker in defense, they will most likely be my next two picks. Um, I could take a guy like Cole Beasley, uh, very solid. He did. He was second team all pro last year. He does get options, but we have both talked about how guys like Gabriel Davis, uh, might take a step forward. Uh, but they did lose John Brown. So that's very interesting. John Brown is on the board. He's always solid wherever he goes. He's out there in Las Vegas now. Um, but because this is my team, and this is exactly what I would do, I'm going to go get my favorite potential quarterback, and that's only if he starts. Um, and because I'm taking a kicker and a defense, my next two picks, even though kicker should not be in fantasy football, but I wasn't here last week to debate that, uh, I'm going to take Trey Lance over Justin Fields, over Trevor Lawrence. I know this is a redraft, uh, but I think Trey Lance has the best potential to be – Uh, A top fantasy running back. I think he has some running ability that's not talked about as much. He may never start. He may not even be on my team by week three because I just need the roster spot. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and take Trey Lance here as a flyer upside uh, and just because I love the guy. So I'm taking Trey Lance. And I saw you eye roll. So
1: I was not eye rolling uh, Trey Lance at all. I actually really like Trey Lance. Um, I was just eye-rolling the kickers and defense thing because we've been having debates about that for years of whether a kicker should even be a part of fantasy or if you should draft them. I know every year people question you because you usually don't even draft a kicker and then you wait until the day before week one, drop whoever you don't like on your roster, pick up a kicker that day. Sometimes you wait until the Monday night game to even pick up a kicker. So you're definitely interesting with your kickers. Uh, after Trey Lance went... Uh, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Kirk Cousins, and Cole Beasley, like Cody was talking about um, this late in the draft. You could take a flyer and a running back. I mentioned a guy like Marlon Mack. There is guys like Sony Michelle who are definitely interesting. Uh, Lamar Miller, Mark Ingram, Josh Kelly, all guys that are interesting names to look at. You could even take a chance on a guy like Todd Gurley and just try to hold him on your roster until he finally does get signed. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to shy away from that. And, I'm also not going to be taking a defense or kicker this early. I will do the same thing Cody did and I'm going to go with a backup quarterback. Carson Wentz, I think is a great name right here. I think he has good potential to really break out. He does have the injury history though. Um but you know what? This is a backup quarterback. This is a guy that you want to see break out. I love Justin Fields. I would be taking Justin Fields here if it wasn't for the stupid Andy Dalton news with Matt Nagy wanting to get fired um so i'm actually going to go with trevor lawrence of the jacksonville jaguars i think he's going to have a big year i think he is your surefire starting week one rookie quarterback um and you know he really does have some good weapons to throw to so i'm interested to see what he can do
0: so after trevor lawrence marlon mack did go next a guy tyler talked about Alan Lazard followed him, and then Carson Wentz rounded it out. We are now in round 14, and you can tell kickers and defenses will be flying off the shelves as Justin Tucker, Harrison Bucker, and young Huku all went, and Tyler is back on the clock. Will he take a fourth kicker, or will he go for a top defense? The choice is up to him.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest here, I think – kickers are a dime a dozen. You can get a kicker at any point, unless there's a kicker that you really, really love like a Justin Tucker or something that you want to draft a little bit earlier. Cause you know, he's going to be one of the first guys to go. Um, I think you can wait until your last round to take him. I'd prefer to take a defense here. Um, top two defenses are the Washington football team with all those pass rushers they have and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think those are the two that I'm leaning between, Uh, You could also talk about maybe the Browns or uh, Ravens, Steelers, always good options. But I'm going to actually go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Washington football team. Might be a bit of a bold pick. I just love the weapons they have on that team. Uh, They have that winning mentality coming off the Super Bowl, and I think they're going to play some lights out defense. Uh, So I'm going to go with a plus. It's also worth noting, I think that the Buccaneers have the better offense. I think they'll go up in games a little bit earlier, forcing the other team to air the ball out more, which could come up with some garbage time points, could also force some turnovers and some bad decision-making because you're trying to make things happen. Uh, Might be thinking too much into this, but I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for my defense here in round 14.
0: Solid pick. Uh, A run of kickers went after you. Will Lutz, Greg Zerdline. Rodrigo Blankenship and Matt Prater. Uh, I'm here. I'm to- I'm going to take a defense too. Let Tyler mention. I don't like taking a kickers. If ever in the draft, I often take advantage of you know IR spots or if players are on suspension uh, for two games. Uh, there's not too many of them out there yet, but you know maybe you're a big fan of Jay Sternberger. Hey, you grab him here, put him on your IR spot, grab a kicker after the draft, or just convince your commissioner that you should get rid of kickers and add a second flex spot. It'll make the league more interesting. Um, So I will go defense here. I'm torn between the Washington football team and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Both teams that are very active on the defensive line, getting sacks, mainly Chase Young and or Aaron Donald. And then they have the back end players. Um, The Rams had the number one defense last year. It's always hard for the number one defense to repeat. Uh, So I'm going to give the edge here to the Washington football team. Um, Hopefully they can keep games close so that I'm not losing a bunch of points for them allowing the other team to score. Um, And honestly, they're probably, you know what? I'm going to actually, I'm going to switch. I was going to take the Washington football team, but I, in my rankings, even though I was on the show, I did say the Rams were the number one defense. So I'm going to stick with my board here and some reason i have to scroll to find the rams so give me one second hopefully my time doesn't run out there we go you got 26 seconds you're good the los, oh, the los angeles rams i do think the washington football team would have been a solid pick there uh but you can't go wrong with the rams jason sanders went next mason crosby and robbie gold uh the minnesota vikings the new york giants and the las vegas raiders Again, I'm surprised so many kickers. It could be that we're using an AI simulation. So many kickers went before defenses, especially with like the Washington football team and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Honestly, there's no kickers I want to take at this point. Maybe it's just because we're so far away from the season, but I don't see the much difference between Jason Myers, Tyler Bass, Jake Elliott, Daniel Carlson, all the kickers that are available here. I mean, I, I didn't get one of the big three. So I want to take a peek back at the big board and maybe not even take a kicker because that seems to be my thing. Um, I do like some of the options. Like I would love to grab Elijah Moore here or um, he could be a potential number one option or number two option up in New York. Jared Cook, if I wanted a backup tight end because I did take a flyer on Zach Ertz. But again, these are all players that will be available on the waiver wire but so will kickers. So I'm going to do it. I like taking rookies. I like taking wide receivers. I'm going to ignore a kicker for now because the season doesn't start for six months. Uh, and again, kickers should not be in fantasy football. It should be a second flex spot. And I'm going to say that every time we talk about drafting kickers, uh, but I'll take Elijah Moore forego a kicker until we get closer to the season. Some people might call me crazy. Don't understand my strategies, uh, but I'm pretty, pretty stern in them. And, that's how I feel. The Colts did go next. The defense, Chargers, Packers, Lions. That's a shock. This sleeper needs to update because there's no way in no way in hell the Lions are going before the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Washington Football Team. Uh, Tyler, are you going to take a kicker? Are you going to take two defenses because they're both there's so many good ones left? Or maybe you'll take a kicker. Maybe you'll take a flex I mean, option. Maybe you wanted Elijah Moore. I know you love him too.
1: Elijah Moore is one of my favorites. Uh, anybody that listened to our podcast earlier in the year, which is everybody, I know everyone's listening every week uh, religiously. It's Elijah Moore was a guy I wanted the Titans to take. I was excited for him, and I wanted him so badly. Uh, I found out later that the Titans didn't even look at receiver in the first three rounds because they just expected to get Julio Jones, which is a bold strategy, but it worked out for him. Um, you know, I'm not going to take two defenses. I mean, seeing the chance at having the Bucks and the Washington football team defense at the same time, that'd be absolutely crazy. It's laughable. Um, I could go kicker. If I did go kicker here, I would go Tyler Bass. Um, he's probably my favorite kicker that's left out there, but I think I'm going to forego kicker as well. This time uh, I'm going to look at the other options out there. Um, you know, John Brown is still available. You can take a guy like Sony, Michelle, Carlos Hyde, any one of those guys, but You know, my running backs are a little sketchy, so I think I'm going to go with another running back. Um, A guy like Mark Ingram on Houston is definitely an interesting name. Josh Kelly on L.A. trying to take over that job again. That could definitely be an interesting name as well. But I'm actually going to go even further down the board, and I'm going to go with a guy that isn't even on a team yet. And I'm hoping he is eventually. And that is my boy Todd Gurley for my last pick.
0: Hey, that was was a really smart pick. Uh, If you happen to be drafting at this point for some reason, uh, again, you don't need a kicker until the Sunday of week one starts. So why not take a guy that you think could have potential? If Todd Gurley goes to the Lions, yes, he'll probably split with Jamal Williams or uh, DeAndre Swift. But if one of them gets hurt or if he takes over the lead role, he could start some week. So if you are drafting early, forego the kicker maybe even forego the defense take stabs in the darks at young players that are ascending or old solid guys that you know you can count on they're just might not happen to be on a team yet he did it with Todd Gurley I did it with Elijah Moore did it with Zach Ertz we don't know where he's going to be uh so his value was great I know these are dueling mock drafts I do want to point out I do like Tyler's strategy of getting Darren Waller uh the tight ends are very uh polarizing if you don't have one of the big three it is almost like playing with your arm tied mm-hmm. behind your back uh so that i think both teams are pretty good probably the, i'd say definitely the two best teams here out of the i don't think any computer beat us yeah for sure um but you you, you guys can decide uh we'll get these posted on our social media at the couch definitely on our website at the and as always thank you for listening and I'm not going to steal any of Tyler's thunder this week. So I'm just going to shut up and let him talk.
1: Uh, Cody, you know, you gave a little bit of love to my team. I got to give some love to you as well, mainly because you have Derek Henry. I mean, come on, uh, we can just create a trade. Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, let's just switch our favorite players around. No big deal. We'll just make that trade. Um, But in all honesty, I love your team. The big three wide receivers of Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, and DJ Moore. Even though you have those other good wide receiver options later, you're never going to need them having those three. Um, So solid draft. You stole Trey Sermon from me. I was hoping to get him that round. Um, Really solid all around. You might have to play the waiver wire a little bit with your kicker, with potential tight end, maybe even quarterback at some point. But... Solid team. I think it's going to be a tough battle between the two of us. Hopefully your girlfriend doesn't campaign for you too much to make it an unfair advantage for you winning the poll of who had the best team. But guys, everybody out there listening, all I can say is please get involved. This podcast is so much more fun for us and so much more fun for you when you do get involved. Um, and it's not just, you know, talking about who do you like, who do, do you, you like not that? like. Talk talk some trash. I mean, talk some trash with us. We love it. It's Who doesn't love talking trash with other football fans? It's the best. Uh, Look at the draft board. Say, you know what, Cody, you're an idiot. How did you take no tight end until round 12? What is wrong with you? Uh, Feel free to say whatever you want. Make fun of my team. Talk some trash. Get involved. um, And definitely check out our new website, guys, if you haven't already. Thecouchgms.com. It's new. It is exciting. And we are just going to continue to grow and build, and we want you to be a part of it.
0: Absolutely. Well, for Tyler Snyder and myself, Cody Rocapp, no George this week. You can all shout hoorah, uh, but thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Couch GM's podcast.
1: Boom. <laughs> <Good> nice.
0: <night. laughs>
1: you good ended night. it with good night. Love you. I love it. Got to keep that in there too. <laughs>